Welcome back, everybody, to Pushing Buttons Podcast. This is Kyle. This is Robert. This is Kevin. And, uh, yeah, welcome back to our podcast where we express our opinions, experiences, ideas, and just general thoughts on the video game industry. Uh, so I'm now back. I know I was absent last week. How was your trip to Jupiter? It was awesome. Did you get to meet Elon Musk? Uh, I did see his Tesla space car. Nice. I mean, the astronaut looked pretty happy in there. (laughs) There was an astronaut driving it? Yeah, he was waving at me, and I kind of... Did he recognize you specifically from the show, though, right? Yeah. Even though he's never seen you on the show, because this is an audio-only podcast. isn't it You can tell from the the voice. It's just the excitement. (laughs) That guy likes video games. (laughs) It was, uh, to borrow a word from Robert, Mercurial. That's a good word. Thank you. So when somebody asks you what's the good word, just say mercurial. Mercurial. Yeah. That's uh, a good word. Yeah. Yeah, basically I took a week off just to spend time with my girlfriend. and oh. She went to Jupiter too? She did. How did she like it? Did you guys oh, make it first of all? She loved it. Yeah, we did. Okay. We made it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I spent the week just you know taking day trips here and there and doing some hikes, going to the coast, uh, and spent a lot of time diving into a few games I'd like to talk about later, Cool. if there's time. You can talk about it now. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you guys what you've been up to first. Okay. I haven't been up to anything. This past week. I haven't done anything this week. Besides no games this week? No games this week. Oh, that's sad. I haven't played a single one. Been, well, I had... What have you been doing? I had 24 time? hours to edit the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> I did that. Then, then working and not doing a whole lot else. That's fair. We all have those weeks. Yeah. Yeah, they come and go. How about you, Uh, Robert? Well, I started talking about last episode how I finished Assassin's Creed and I needed a new game. Yes. So I picked up Battlefield 1, which I got, I think, last year on Black Friday for like 10 or 15 bucks. And I'm not playing any multiplayer, but I started playing the War Stories. And I'm really enjoying those a lot. How it's uh, it's not a typical campaign where you're one character and you're going through the whole, you know, six, seven hours or whatever. There's like five different characters you play as. So kind of like the uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 Xbox version. Not the new one, but right. the, the old one where one. you... The, oh, or was the it the first Xbox. Battlefront? It's been so long since I played those original ones. One of those first two had a campaign where it wasn't a campaign. You had like one mission from this, one mission Mm -hmm. from that, and you're playing as different characters in each mission. Mm. Could have been. Like I said, I don't remember, so I can't say for sure, but. Let's go with maybe. Yeah, a a solid maybe, maybe, yeah. (laughs) Hard, uh, solid, whatever. So it's like different parts of the war. So you got uh, one storyline, you're an airman doing dogfights and all that. Another one, you're in a tank. Yeah. Another one, you're like a Italian, like heavy soldier or whatever. He's got like a full suit of armor and stuff. That's it's cool. really cool. But and they're both they're all like maybe an hour, <laughs> hour and a half. So there's like two like, or three mich- missing missions with each character. Is that like the the tutorial of the game essentially? It, basically, it's each one is kind of showing you a different aspect of the game. So you, when you go to multiplayer, it's gotcha like that. But they actually put. Uh, effort into it and the stories are actually really well done that's like weird. i was surprised at the level of 
writing, even Absolutely. though they're so short. Yeah. But the writing and like the cutscenes and all that. It's cool. So been enjoying that a lot. And then I'm excited about the Xbox sale that's going on. <laughs> I downloaded Inside last night. Nice. Uh, and that's after a I, great game. You'll I, love it. After I finish Limbo, which I don't know when I will, but <laughs> I'll play that next. And You'll knock it out this weekend, I'm sure. Uh, maybe. It's not terribly long. No, but I keep dying, and that kind of makes me want to play other <laughs> things. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's after that, and then I'm going to go home tonight and find some more games that are on sale and download those. So. Sounds like you caught the, the Kevin Steam bug. I, I really did. Because before, I would never pay attention to the sales because I didn't care about downloading digital games. Mm-hmm. And there's some games where I still i am going to wait till I get physically. But, yeah, it's it's nice having and having a bigger hard drive so I can actually hold all those games yeah. now. What, what size hard drive does your Xbox One have? Uh, it comes with the one terabyte, okay. but I already yeah, have a two, two or three terabyte external hard drive. Gotcha. Love those. Cool. Yeah, I had when I bought my PS4. I actually had to buy the the Call of Duty Black Ops Three <laughs> version of it because it was the only one terabyte hard drive <laughs> version of the PS4 I could find anywhere locally. Yeah. I didn't want to drive out of town anywhere, right? Or wait for it to come in the mail, right? <laughs> I, that was before we had Amazon Prime and stuff, and yeah, Prime changes your life, man. It really does, yeah. indeed. So, what games were you playing, Kyle? Yeah. Well, to catch up, uh, that first weekend I had off, I played through the entirety of Detroit Become Human. Nice. I can't really discuss it too much because I listened to the previous episode. Yeah. And it sounds like you didn't make it too far. No. Uh, but, man, that was a really good ride, though. I really enjoyed Connor's character. Mm-hmm. I think out of all three of them, he had the best story. I really want to go into more detail, but I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> So but, uh, far, the one that I'm enjoying the most is the, the the helper of the old guy, the the android that helps out the Marcus. old guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And without going into too much spoiler, there there was one scene close to the beginning of the game that was kind of a terrifying scene with that character with really? Marcus. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it's supposed to be more terrifying than it actually was i kind of just started laughing when i was playing it <laughs> oh really <laughs> i can't get in the mindset that I, I think i'm supposed to be in when i play those games i don't take them seriously oh which okay. is how i have fun playing those games so <laughs> it works for me how do you compare that game though to uh uh the past quantic dream games oh by far it's the best one okay it's by far the best one did you enjoy beyond two souls not so much uh i played through it i think relatively Soon after its release, not like for day one purchase or anything. Right. But uh, I don't know what it was about Beyond Two Souls, but Ellen Page just didn't seem like a really good lead character for me. <laughs> her character, <laughs> not the actress herself. But, right. Uh, and Willem Dafoe was great in it, but he wasn't really utilized very much. Right. I didn't realize he was in that game. And yeah, uh, it's like his face and everything. <laughs> there's just a giant portion of that game in the middle where it's a slog to get through. It doesn't seem like the story moves forward very much until the very end. Yeah. And uh, this game is the exact opposite. I yeah. Feel like there's always a set piece that you're like willing to find out each, the next portion of the story. I feel like each mission, for the lack of a better term, actually adds something to the story. There is progression in everyone, whether it's finding out the backstory, uh, 
behind the lives of the people that have these androids. And I, I don't know much else beyond that because I haven't I mean, played past uh, the beginning of the game. I was listening to you both talk a little bit about it, and you mentioned how Westworld was kind of hmm. a, a lead to this type of game being released. Yeah, I just feel like the timing of the game is spot on. Uh, with the popularity of Westworld and other shows mm-hmm. like it, like uh, Altered Carbon on Netflix as well. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like it was a really good uh, additional piece of that cyberpunk futuristic storyline. Yeah. There's another show too, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it, Humans? I have heard of that. On AMC? Uh, that's kind of like mm-hmm. a similar plot where androids that are in caretakers' homes start to be, you know, uh, self-cognizant. So it did not bode well for the eventual AI uprising. I'm excited for it, though. Uh, yeah. I think I'll do fairly well for myself, but, you know, <laughs> it's, if they look back at all this media that we have of them, <laughs> they're going to learn. As long yeah. as they like, watch The Matrix first, because that first Matrix movie is pretty cool. Yeah, just keep them away That's from good. Terminator, and we should be good. Yeah. <laughs> no Skynet. They could watch Terminator 2. Yeah. But I would really love to discuss that game further with you, Kevin, as you get further in the game. Yeah. Because uh, I really want to know how your other choices, because <laughs> I was looking at your choices uh-huh. while I was playing. Yeah. And uh, I was like, wow, we actually kind of fell in line uh-huh. for most of it. I looked at your trophies, actually. Oh, yeah. For what, And we had almost, <laughs> a, by the time I stopped playing, you were playing like the same time that I was playing. And yeah. we had all the same trophies at every point for the most part. <laughs> I mean, uh, I see you kind of following the same path as I did. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Uh, especially like I, with uh, Marcus. And, and like I said last week, I'm excited to see my fiance end up playing it to see where she goes with it. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun to hear your account of <laughs> your time with the game. Huh? What else did you play? Well, uh, you probably got a peek of this as well. But uh, I started playing another MMO. <laughs> I did see that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend is a huge fan of Final Fantasy XIV, so I spent most of my gaming time after beating Detroit Become Human leveling up a character in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, I didn't know if you were playing that or if she was playing it yeah. on your account. Yeah. I honestly didn't know, and I kept meaning to ask you about it, but I kept forgetting. I wanted to save it for the show. <laughs> yeah. It was good that I kept forgetting This is why I need to get a PlayStation again so I can spy on <laughs> so what you, you can, guys are doing. So you can e-stock us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have a lot to talk about it, but I don't want to take too much time. Uh, I chose a pugilist, and when you reach a certain level, I think it's level 30, you get a, a job class, and your class basically upgrades to a whole different character, Okay, and it becomes a monk. The closest thing I could really describe to it would be the monk from Diablo 3. Okay. It kind of plays the same way. Uh... Mostly the story-related quests drive the plot, and there's cutscenes in the game, which take up a lot of time. It's a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I just find the community to be more welcoming, more so than World of Warcraft. That makes sense. Uh, I joined my girlfriend's free company, which is Guild, okay. for World of Warcraft. And uh, everyone on there was awesome. Like I haven't had that kind of camaraderie in an MMO game since the early days of WoW. If you would have played Star Wars there. Galaxies. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you would know <laughs> yeah, more about that. Those, those guilds in that game were like a, a brotherhood. Yeah. Like, yeah. you actually felt like... like we. It was before Discord, before Skype. We, we talked on Ventrilo 
all the time. And even when we weren't playing the game, like after school, I'd hop on and just talk to the people, see what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they were always playing the game, but. <laughs> yeah, whenever I get home from work this week, I hop on. Everyone's like, hey, what's going on? Right. And everyone knows hey, me. I'm like, whoa, this is weird. You respond with, hey, time, listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. Uh, you got to slip it in there nice and easy. But uh, I really love the game's combat system. I really find it engaging more so than World of Warcraft's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, granted, I only have the one class to base it off of. But uh, playing the monk, you have to move around positionally around the enemy to do That's different cool. amounts of damage. So you're not just standing in one place thwacking buttons. Yeah, exactly. Like Thwacking uh, buttons. When the name buttons. of the podcast <laughs> is Pushing Buttons, I go for a totally he different went with term. Whacking. Thwacking. Always go with thwacking. To compare it to World of Warcraft, the closest class I can really think of that would be affected in the same manner would be the rogue class. Mm-hmm. That's why be I prefer playing them. the rogue when I played that game. Yeah, and uh, with the monk, you actually have to go to the flank, go behind, go front, That's or cool. even like uh, with the AOE attacks, you have to line it up so that you're straight ahead or <laughs> at an angle. And it makes it really fun to play. That's cool. More... Uh, interactive <laughs> yeah i would say so uh i got to level 50 which is apparently really hard to do because everybody in the free company was like wow you're going so fast and <laughs> they like, don't know you very well mr 100 percent i was gonna say uh but yeah i just steamrolled the content and uh i'm still doing the main story quest line it's really long to get into the heaven's ward expansion huh. and from there there's like a whole another main story quest line to, that takes you to Stormblood expansion. So I still got a lot of work cut out ahead of me. Did you ever try Guild Wars 2? No. I think you would have had fun with that when it came out. It was I've a heard fun good game. things about it. It was good. It, I heard it kind of really dropped off. It did. They they kind of did what World of Warcraft did, and they made it so like everything was different in the world. Like cities got destroyed. And, oh, I see. Kind of yeah. like the Cataclysm Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I th- it, it was... I don't know what the timeline of it was, if it I'm sure WoW did it way before Guild Wars 2 did, but they probably saw the trend that WoW was taking and said, hey, we should do the same thing. And a lot of people really liked it in Guild Wars 2, mm-hmm. from my understanding, my limited experience with that game. I think you would have enjoyed that at the time. Not I, so I much now. I did see some gameplay of it. It looked kind of interesting, but at the time, fun. that was like when peak WoW for me, so yeah. that makes sense. Peak <laughs> WoW. Peak WoW. That's peak a great wow. phrase. <laughs> I was actually uh, thinking about jumping on the MMO train. I noticed... Uh, Elder Scrolls Online was ten bucks. Is that Xbox with all the, the expansions? No, just uh, the base game, and I think the Morrowind. Gotcha. They but just released was, another one, didn't they? Mm-hmm. The Somerset. Somerset, yeah. yeah. But for ten bucks, I was I was pondering it, but I didn't like that game. No, I played the. Okay, it was pre-release. It was the open beta on the PC, so it could be totally different mm-hmm. now. Did it feel? Did it feel like you were playing an Elder Scrolls game, though? Or was it completely no. different? it felt like I was playing a watered-down Guild Wars. Oh, okay. Is what it felt like. With some elements of what Sony did to Star Wars Galaxies when they messed that game up. Mm. It, it felt horrible to me. Mm. But it's because it brought back those terrible Star Wars Galaxies <laughs> memories. But it's right. probably a lot different now, and I know the game's thriving, so it's got to be. Now, I know they had, I think, what was it, Tamriel 1 or something like that? They had a big update. Yeah. And... I they heard the that Witcher. fixed a lot. But, yeah. Yeah. but I was pondering that. I don't know if I will because oh, I don't think there would be a lot for me to do by myself. Yeah. So 
and I don't know how open I would be to playing joining with up with other know. people. Yeah. And I don't even think I have a microphone for my Xbox anymore, so. Just take one of these. <laughs> yeah, there we go. XLR will totally plug right <laughs> into your Xbox. Of course. Yeah, I'm mostly restricted in my communication in Final Fantasy XIV because I have to use the PS4 uh-huh. controller, which is terrible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm still really getting a feel for the game. I I really like where it's going, though. Like, with the story as well as uh, my character progression, I really feel like I've gotten really strong yeah. over the course of 50 levels, which is really great to see. I mean, World of Warcraft does that well, of course, as well. Uh, but... uh. I think with Final Fantasy fourteen you just have more fun doing it. <laughs> because of the way the world is, as well as your character's abilities, like the animations, as well as the graphic effects for your abilities. They're just more fun to look at. <laughs> Explosions. Cool. Explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. But uh yeah, I'm I'm really excited to keep playing. I think nice. it's gonna be a good ride. Nice. So really speaking, speaking of excitement, E three for us is right around the corner. It I is. know as of the time this podcast goes up, uh, all the press conferences have been done and over with. But we're recording this on Friday, so we don't know what's been announced for sure. All we have are the rumors. But we know there's a lot of excitement, a lot of hype that goes into E3 and into conventions like PAX. And we want to talk about just conventions in general and what kind of effect hype has on video games before they come out. If it's good, if it's bad, when it's good and bad. And just have an open discussion about that and see what experiences we've had. Particularly, I guess, with E3, just because mm-hmm. it is the, the big thing around the corner. That's the name of this episode. The big thing around <laughs> the, big the corner. The big thing around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Upgrade your camel. Well, Kyle, I believe I you're, started? you're the most excited about I am. E3. I think E3 is a time for all gamers to come together and rejoice. <laughs> At all the awesome games coming out that are announced. <laughs> like, I know for me personally, the Sony conference is a must-see. Absolutely. Mm. Like, I have to be in the moment. I have to see... Watch it live. Last of Us gameplay, as well as Death Stranding gameplay. And I want to be there when Bloodborne Tunes is announced. I have to be there. <laughs> I gotta be like, yes! Finally! <laughs> I can't wait to play that game whenever it comes out. So do you like the presentation of those presentations the press conferences how they have someone walk up on stage say this is what we're doing and i'm glad that i can do this for you here's a trailer of 50 games that are coming out within the next three years <laughs> yeah. and do, do you like that or would you rather just see trailer after trailer after trailer and not hear the guys come up on stage and talk about stuff basically for me uh it's always either a gameplay trailer i'm di- i'm like really craving to see or uh, just some kind of uh, live demo of the game. Oh, see, I hate those live demos. It depends on this. the game. Uh, I know there have been some like incredibly bad ones. Ones where they're <laughs> obviously not actually playing the game. That or <laughs> the game just doesn't have the same resonance. Yeah. With the viewer base as it does with the people on the stage. Yeah, that's called just dance. <laughs> I always also, love the uh, awkward <laughs> audience reactions. We music. In 2008? Uh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> I always look forward to, for some reason, and I bring this up, this is the new Stargate. It's Ubisoft. Uh, I look forward to their conference, their press conference every year, whether or not Aisha Tyler is doing it, because I don't dislike her. But it, it's not about the presentation itself. It's about them 
the, it's the way they present things. They always think that they're on top of everything and they're at the forefront of what's going to be big in gaming. And I like hearing them talk about themselves and then seeing every game be the exact same. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty pessimistic view on things. That's where you get enjoyment from. I, when it comes to AAA games, though, Ubisoft has the games that I play the most. So obviously, as much as I talk crap about them, they're doing something right. If it's mm-hmm. even catching negative Kevin's attention. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Robert? What are you looking forward to? Also, uh, Devolver Digital. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is definitely the Microsoft uh, press conference. I'm hoping for more of a focus on first-party stuff. I think everybody hopes that, though, every year. Yeah. Some years have been better than others. Yeah. But I, I have to interject there. I think Microsoft's conferences have been below the bar every year. Like, so far this generation. I will admit, I popped pretty hard for when they announced X, original Xbox backwards compatibility. That was the one moment. That was, that like, was great. oh, holy crap. Yeah. Sony, take that. <laughs> I'm not really an avid press conference watcher like you are. Like, I've always been content just to read the news or the articles yeah. after it happens. Uh, I think last year, maybe even the year before, I did watch couple of the conferences, but um, I'm just excited about hearing what new games, you know, what's going to catch my attention this year. And, yeah, I think one that I'm actually anticipating this year is the Nintendo stream that they're doing. Hmm. I don't watch the Nintendo Directs that they do every now and then, but I, I've owned a Switch now for a while, and I only own three games for it. But every time Nintendo has something big coming out, there's always one thing that's, like, different from anything else that they're doing. And I think I talked about how uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle yeah. did that for me, where I was just, like, holy crap, I can't believe <laughs> yeah, this is happening. Year, yeah. And Nintendo is the one company that I'll actually expect to have something that's completely off the wall insane. That mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, somebody's doing this? It's going to sell. <laughs> and I don't know how well <laughs> Rabbit's sold, but... I, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Nintendo for me is like up and down. They'll have like really great years, and then there'll be some years where they just flatline. Yeah. There's no hype at all. Those were the Wii and Wii U years. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. There was not a lot going on. Especially there. the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that console was dead on arrival, basically. But uh, I know for me, like Nintendo might have some surprises in store this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping to see gameplay of Metroid Prime 4. I think that'll be a scene stealer. Or a show stealer, I should say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but other than that, though, uh, Sony, for me, is going to take it. I think it's it's a given that Sony is going to have the best press conference. And yeah. I'm kind of in the same camp as Robert, where I don't care as much about the press conferences. as I can just go back and listen to the Pushing Buttons podcast and get all the rundown of mm-hmm. anything I need. But... Oh, wait. (laughs) Now, uh, going back to Nintendo, though, um, as long as it's not Mr. Robot, Mr. Roboto that's doing it. If it's Shigeru Miyamoto, he is always so lively and so charming. I use that word. That's another word I use every episode, it seems, is charming. It's just everything he says, he says with such fiery passion. Mm -hmm. It just, you can tell that he loves what he's doing. But uh, uh, Reggie fils that guy. Yeah, he's a hype builder. <laughs> he knows he's, what he's doing. He's something. <laughs> he's he's scary. He's had some interesting E3 moments. Yeah. Yeah, he's had 
a number of standouts. The uh, quote from 40-year-old virgin, I don't want to end up a lampshade in some creepy guy's apartment, <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his stuff. Something about those eyes, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I can't believe he's still... Is he still... Nintendo like, of America president, I believe yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He'll probably be presenting the Direct again this year. I would I imagine so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's mostly an English-speaking audience, and they lose... I know us Americans lose patience with translators because we have no attention span. Mm-hmm. So that's probably mm-hmm. accurate. But tying it back to uh, our topic of, you know, the hype of these press conferences, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there are some moments in gaming history where they show a, a bullshotted trailer, like one that definitely stands out for me. Do was, I need to... Was that a swear? No. <laughs> I don't understand. You, you've heard the term bullshot, right? I've heard the term bull. <laughs> bullshot is one. basically uh, when a game's demo is, you know, shown off to the world, but it's CG rendered. It's not actually a depiction of the gameplay of the game. Okay. It's basically just amped up to I wonder make if it that's look better a, than it actually that's is. That's an apt description, though. I was going to say, I wonder if that's a, a play on words to be like a past dis- past, past, yeah. past president of... But, uh... Bull- <laughs> I remember when Killzone 2 was first shown off in uh, Sony's E3 conference way back when. I think it was, like, 2008 or something. I could be wrong. Uh... But that is the definition of bullshot. <laughs> yeah. Because that game did not look anywhere near as good as that initial demonstration. Because yeah. they, they make it look like it's gameplay. Uh-huh. But it's actually not. Uh-huh. <laughs> or when it is actually gameplay, and they realize that when the full game's on a disc, it either A, won't fit on that disc, or B, won't play on the, the actual hardware that the console is made from, because they yeah. play these demos on a PC, even though the, the game is made specifically mm-hmm. for, at that time, a PS3. PS3? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't work so well. Aliens, Colonial Marines. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a big one. <laughs> I, I'm just going to leave it there, Aliens, Colonial Marines. But there's... I mean, really, though, Gearbox software. I mean, the only games they've really delivered on is Borderlands. They've delivered pretty well on those Borderlands games, though. But everything else has just been... Whenever they pick up something terrible. from another... From uh, from another studio like Duke Nukem or yeah, license something. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been the the greatest ever. I'm not a uh, gearbox apologist, but I'm still enjoying Battleborn though, right? That's a gearbox game, right? It is a gearbox game. <laughs> I played that for a week. It's because I was playing with one of my buddies. Online, oh, okay. So, I see. Yeah. It was just a game for us to play together. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. See, Brothers in Arms was the first Gearbox game I played on the original Xbox. You guys don't remember Brothers, Brothers in Arms? Arms? That was a Gearbox game? Yeah. Randy Pitchford. I didn't Gearbox. remember that being a Gearbox game. Yeah. yeah. Brothers in Arms and game? then... No, it's called Brothers in Arms. Brothers in Arms? Yeah. And then Brothers oh. in Arms, uh, I think it was Brothers in Arms Road to Hill 30, something like that. And then, yeah, it's World War II games. I think there was three of them. Huh. 
the original Xbox, well, two on the original Xbox, and then I think one on the 360. Third one wasn't that great, but that's when I first knew their name. And I think the third one, I think I remember there being controversy where it was they showed a trailer at E3, and then, yeah, the gameplay was nowhere near as good. But well, Just don't do that. I just know. don't do that. It seems like <laughs> developers have gotten a lot better at that yeah. lately, but you still hear about that one or two every E3. I like What I like the most about E3 is when they have games on the show floor and other outlets will actually record mm-hmm. gameplay of them playing it. And then you can actually see what it's like when somebody that plays video games and doesn't make video games feels like when they play it. I I enjoy that. And that's what I like about other conventions like PAX is that you actually get to see those live presentations of mm-hmm. from somebody that does not have anything to do with making the game. So it's a mostly unbiased opinion of it. And you don't get Sean Murray talking about <laughs> oh, man. stuff that's going to be in a game. Yeah, if we're talking about... Yeah. But that wasn't at E3. That was at the the Game Awards, or the Video Game Awards at that time. Oh, that's right. It was, yeah. I think it was before it was called the Game Awards. I think it was when it was the Video Game Awards. Mm. The VGAs. I gotta say, uh, they've really upped their game from previous years. The Video Game Awards specifically. Yeah. Like, their show last year was so fun to watch. It they had was. A really, they had a lot of good reveals. <laughs> the the one thing that everybody thinks about is Jeff Keighley's interview with the guy from uh, that that made A Way Out. Yeah. And that that's the, the I mean unfortunately that, that that was the standout moment, but I say fortunately cuz not only did it bring a lot of attention to <laughs> yeah, to that, point. but it was it was entertaining. It was cringe-worthy entertainment. Yeah. But it was entertaining to watch. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's one of those things, like, as a professional wrestling fan, I've got a lot of things that I watch on TV that's like, why am I a fan of this? <laughs> and that interview was one of those moments. Or anytime there's, like, 70 people up on stage at the Ubisoft press conference dancing to a song that I've never heard before. <laughs> that's another one of those moments. You remember Laser Tag? When I know they, the concept of laser tag. No, they they had a moment like a few years ago. I think it was the same year as Mr. Caffeine. Oh god. But they showed like a laser tag and a whole bunch of performers came out actually doing laser tag in the auditorium. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was bad. That is horrible. <laughs> I like in recent years what Microsoft and Sony have done cuz yeah. they'll just rent out a huge auditorium and just have a stage with just video and they'll have a guy come out. They don't put any of that bullcrap presentation, like pageantry, behind it. Mm-hmm. It's just a presentation. And it almost seems like it's something that's meant for, like, the the shareholders in the company. Like, it's a... Mm-hmm. a kind of more like a financial... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like, yeah. this is what we're going to do to get all these people to buy our shit. Right. And it never really pans out that way right so and it's kind of like an awkward cringeworthy shit. no no it almost makes it more it, it makes it better to watch because they they just get straight to the point they don't have those off the wall like presentations like laser tag or people dancing oh, I see what you mean now. or yes. like randomly show a car on stage and say hey this car is exclusive <laughs> to the xbox version of such and such game it's like, focusing cares? on what we actually care about yeah Mm. Seeing games. I think they've learned that we don't care about presentation and all that. We just want to know about the games, what right. they do, right. what they look like, and all that. And I, 
I think that more and more uh, publishers and uh, other companies are getting behind that, Mm -hmm. finally. But I'm surprised from the time that we were in high school Mm -hmm. to now how big E3 particularly has gotten. Yeah, especially uh, after that year where it was like not even at the stadium. Yeah. There was a year where it was like just a bunch of hotels. Uh Uh-huh. With kiosks. <laughs> and I was like, wow, E3 is actually dying. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, up. yeah, it, yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's not only something that nerds like us appreciate, but it's a pop culture thing that happens once a year. Oh, yeah. It's huge now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just crazy thinking about how few people in school I could talk to. Hey, you're going to watch the E3 stuff on G4 <laughs> today? <laughs> no. What's that? G4 or E3? Yeah. <laughs> to now, you can just see people streaming on Twitch. Everything's on Twitch. Everything's on YouTube. You can see links and see links to announcements and everything like immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, that was also part of what made E3 more hype than it actually was, is when you have commentators, uh, you know, live blogging or live... Uh, oh, like actual like live video game personalities? Yeah. Like you know, people on YouTube and like people on Twitch? Back when Adam Sessler and uh, Morgan Webb or, you know. I miss them as a as yeah. an on-screen duo. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. yeah, they were. I watched a lot of Adam Sessler's stuff post-G4 Tech TV when he was on uh, Revision 3, Rev 3 Games. And you could tell that he was enjoying that a lot more than he was enjoying his last <laughs> five or so years at Tech TV but, yeah. or G4. but. Yeah, I miss them together. They they were really good at not just being able to be funny on screen, but actually being able to dissect things and present things and have a, a watchable show. I mean, I would watch their interviews, and they were like a step above everybody else. Oh, my goodness, yeah. They would really dive into the game, mm-hmm. and that would excite me as a player. Yeah. Like, wow, I can't wait to try this. Like, I remember when they interviewed uh, the developers behind Rage, the first one. When that was the big game of the show. Uh-huh. And they made it sound so fun based off of how they would answer questions about the gameplay. Like crafting and right. using the boomerang thing and the vehicle combat. And, you know, it didn't turn out that and way. the game was buggy and not yeah, so great. It, it was a bit of a letdown. But I remember that E3 hype. It was like, oh, man, this uh-huh. is going to be an awesome game when I, it comes out. I do like also Sony tends to have um, Anthony Carboni doing a lot of their e3 presentation stuff and he's a hilarious dude if you've ever seen anything that he does he's hilarious but he's also really smart he knows his stuff he knows and loves video games and is and star a, wars and star wars yeah he he's he's a damn good presenter of that kind of stuff and i more more a carbs please <laughs> i think i missed out on those guys you were talking about uh, adam sessler and yeah. morgan webb yeah it was yeah. uh that was good old G4 back in the day. Yeah, I remember uh, when I first started paying attention to E3, that's when I had my 360, and they would actually have all the trailers and stuff for you to actually uh-huh. not stream, but download, download. Yeah. from the 360 Marketplace. And I think they had the conference, too, for downloading. I remember downloading those and then going and putting, like, 20 trailers in my download queue, downloading them and watching them. And then, yeah, it's so much easier now. Yeah. Just go on to Twitch, <laughs> exit the comment section, yeah. and just don't watch chat, and you'll, you'll have an enjoyable presentation of E3. <laughs> I like that the consoles actually stream it, too. 
There's yeah. lots of ways to stream it on there besides you know Twitch. Besides I think YouTube even does. Yeah, usually like streams. And... Yeah, lately anyway. Yeah. In the past, I always went to game trailers because I really liked uh, everybody of that group and how they would commentate on the show and what they were personally excited for. It would get me excited. Yeah. But ever since you know they got shut down, they've become easy allies. And uh, I don't know why, but I just can't uh, find that same excitement from listening to them talk about games anymore. <laughs> I think it was that quality production value that went into their show Yeah, that I miss. Because I would watch uh, Jeff Keighley on game trailers introduce the conference or whatever when they were doing their live streaming events. Mm-hmm. And that just got me really hyped back then. Personally, I look more forward to PAX Prime than any other convention. And even PAX anymore has become more and more like E3 to the point where it's got the same, almost the same level of coverage and excitement behind it. But it feels like there's more direct-to-consumer content for or out of PAX, out of PAX Prime and PAX East, now PAX South, I guess. And isn't there a PAX Australia now, too? I don't know. I don't really follow PAX, actually. Gotcha. It, PAX is where it started off as, like, oh, it's just all the, the little indies that couldn't get a booth at E3. No, it's and like now it's a full-blown full thing. Yeah, it's, well. it's not as big as E3, but it, I don't think it should be. It has more of a spotlight on the actual games and less on the pageantry behind the presentations. Mm. So that's why I enjoy that more. But E3 is still exciting. I like keeping up with what's coming out and stuff to look forward to and stuff to not get super <laughs> excited about. Because hype can be a killer. Mm-hmm. Overhyping a game can lead to No Man's Sky. It can lead to the Master Chief Collection. <laughs> it can lead to, to things like that that come out. And I... I'm glad that a lot of people are starting to take note of that when they're doing these presentations, but I'm looking for that one thing that everybody's going to be talking about for three months and then nobody will talk about again. It'll happen. Yeah. It always does. It will. Inevitably. I mean, I remember No Man's Sky being so huge. Mm Mm-hmm. And I... I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but I'm like, this game's not going to live up to all that yeah. potential. There's no way. Yeah. The, the way they were talking about it, it, it just seemed so fake. Yeah. Well, it really did. To me, it didn't seem like it was fake. It seemed like he was talking about stuff that he wanted to have happen and whether or not he knew it was possible. Mm-hmm. He's like, I this is, yeah, this is going to be a world where you can jump in and you can see other people you can play with your friends you can do whatever you can build things you can mine things you can have you can decide the outcome of fleet combat in space and stuff and i feel bad for the people that were working on the game saying oh (laughs) now we've got to implement all this (laughs) what two years later they got almost all that now yeah i don't know how the fleet combat is in space i mean it existed at launch i don't know yeah Again, there wasn't much to it, but at least now they're, well, with the update coming up when they release for the Xbox One, it's full-fledged multiplayer. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. So, yeah. I mean, it took it took them a couple of years, and they probably should have waited yeah, or co- not said those things. But Kudos to them for, for doing it, though. For yeah, not getting with distur- discouraged. Yeah, for keeping with that, making the game what they want it to be at some point. I, I like that, but the hype train killed it. and It really did. I, I think that's what I dislike the most or what i look forward to the least out of e3 is looking 
for these new releases. Like, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 was one that was announced last year. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, announced versus, you know, actually, you know, following up and saying, hey, guys, we're still making this game. Right. <laughs> right. But are we say, gonna, technically, think wasn't that announced like 10 years ago or something? Forever okay, ago. well, I mean, as far as the current iteration yeah. of it goes. But are we going to see anything out of it? Are you expecting, Kyle, to see anything out of I it am, this yes. year? Okay. Uh, I'm not really as excited as I used to be for it. Well, because it's probably going to be an open-world collect-a-thon. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, another good example of what I'm trying to discuss is The Last Guardian. Like, people are waiting for that game for Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it came out, and I'm like, I just don't care about it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was way too long in development, and I feel like this game will be the same way. I loved the first game. It was great. Really fun to play. I highly recommend it to you, Robert. Uh, that's another indie game. How do you know I haven't played it? I don't know. You haven't you played haven't. it before. Are you assuming my my play history? <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face you haven't played it. No, I've never played it. <laughs> but, uh, I've always heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh... I would assume it's going to follow the same route. Uh, Crackdown 3 being delayed till 2019. <laughs> Just don't announce your game if you don't have a, 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 a doable time frame. This is why Microsoft press conferences. I just I just don't care about them as much as I used to. I I that like you them. don't have an Xbox so. Well, that you have as no well. To... But remember, they haven't given me a reason to buy one. I remember before they came out, before the Xbox One and the PS4 both came out, I was trying to decide if I was going to buy one or the other or stick with my PC. And I'm like, well, I could buy an Xbox One because Crackdown 3. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I went with the PS4 because <laughs> I've had God of War. I've had Horizon mm-hmm. Zero Dawn. I haven't played Uncharted 4 and I'm not really cared, caring about The Last of Us 2, but I have the option to play it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot more than I can say for Xbox. The thing... I mean, the only game I'd probably play on Xbox is Halo. That's it. Yeah. Just to see where the story goes, because I've been a huge fan of the story for that game. But nothing else, really, for Xbox One. You'd figure for a guy like me, I'd be looking more forward to the PC Gamer Conference, but I'd never watch that any year. Oh, that's always been a drag. I don't think I've ever watched an enti- the entirety of that conference any year. No, I haven't it, either. It's nothing remarkable. It's always like the bottom of the barrel stuff that people are showing for the first time. Yeah. Or something that you already know a lot about. Hey, guys, what about Anthem? <laughs> <laughs> Bioware, right? I honestly <laughs> don't know if I want to be openly pessimistic about it or secretively pessimistic about it. <laughs> well, I mean, you considering how hyped uh, Bioware's last Mass Effect game, Andromeda, was, you yeah. guys actually took the day off to play it. I would take so... any day off just because, <laughs> though. Well, yeah, yeah. I know, but you guys, you both took the day off to play it. Yeah. yeah. So I want to hear more about that. Well, that was more because I took a week off for each of the other Mass Effect games at my prior job. That's so right, I felt yeah. like I had to take at least one day off for this one. I knew it wasn't going to be worth the full week. Mm-hmm. Just just from the lack of stuff that they showed about it. And I know I'm kind of sounding hypocritical about it. Saying, oh, don't show stuff, don't show stuff. And now I'm saying they didn't show enough stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you always get a, a flavor for how things are going to be when they come out based on how much actual gameplay like you were saying Kyle mm-hmm. how much mm-hmm. gameplay they show and I don't know I 
haven't lost all my faith in Bioware as a company because I do think that Casey Hudson is good at his job and he is the the vision behind it. He has the vision behind it, whether or not they'll be able to get the game that he wants out by the time EA wants it done Mm -hmm. is a totally another question. And I'm curious to see what they're going to show at E3 this year about it. I I remember the trailer looked cool, but hearing that there is a big emphasis on like multiplayer Mm. co-op, whatever, like whenever that kind of stuff gets thrown in there, I kind of tune out because I just want to play single player experiences by myself. And I was like that too. And I still am like that. Mm -hmm. But ever since starting to play destiny too, I'm like, I can still enjoy this somewhat as a single player experience. I, I don't know how Anthem's going to relate in that Mm -hmm. aspect. But I do have hopes that I can at least enjoy and it for a single That's why I'm looking forward to actually learning more about it to see how it's going to be integrated and yeah. what the bigger picture of the game is. And then I'll start to get either excited about it or still not caring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's another game, actually, uh, that just got announced recently. Ubisoft's going to show off uh, Division 2. And I remember when Division was first announced... It had this awesome trailer. That trailer mm-hmm. kicked a lot of ass. That was a bullshot trailer. Yeah. Because the <laughs> final game was ass. <laughs> it was bull ass. I mean, I played it like a little bit, but it just did not hold my interest whatsoever. I saw it on sale recently for $10, and I still like, nah, too much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the way that these companies present these games at first, like when they first announce them, Especially with new IPs, they have to be stellar uh, yeah. to catch your interest. Yeah. But with established franchises, I mean, they're relying more so on the fan base of that particular franchise mm-hmm. while trying to widen the audience to get more people to buy it. So do you think that us as the consumer can be part of the problem then? Because they oh, want yeah. to push Absolutely. these games to be the end-all, be-all of whatever genre or whatever franchise they're a part of. And oh, yeah. I know there's a lot of expectation for there to be a Splinter Cell game announced at this year's E3. And I'm personally a fan of Splinter Cell. I've played every game to at least some extent. Same here, yeah. I, I beat all of them up through the last one, Blacklist. I didn't mm-hmm. beat that game, but I played most of it. And people are going to be expecting that. And they're going to be expecting either Michael Ironside to, to make a comeback as Sam Fisher. Yeah, he it, was saying in an re- interview recently he was going to come back and play the character. Right, which I didn't mind them getting rid of him. I like, I loved his Sam Fisher, but it wasn't the what actor made was the good. game. Yeah, he was really good. I really liked his voice work in that game. For me, it's not just about who voices the character. You need to have a solid game behind it. And Conviction was not that game. Double Agent was not that game. Not really, no. Blacklist was pretty damn good. And I, I think there's a lot of hype behind it. The hype train's getting behind it. So if they, they're either A, going to announce exactly what it is and it's going to seem like a letdown, or they're going to hype it up to the to meet everyone's expectations and it's not going to live up. I mean, Splinter Cell's always been solid. I mean, even though Double Agent and Conviction were not Conviction as good. Conviction was so bad. I mean, it still was a fun game. I really enjoyed the co-op playing with my brother at the time. I, I enjoyed... Uh, the Chaos Theory co-op. Chaos Theory was great. That was really good. Yes. Yeah, we oh had a lot of fun times with that. God, yeah. yeah. That was so good. Because that was the first time that Splinter Cell had any kind of co-op. And the multiplayer, too, was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Spies and Mercs. Yeah. That well, I, I didn't get too into that. but That was really cool at the time, though. 
I really enjoyed that in uh, the second game. Was it Pandora Tomorrow? Yeah. That's when it first came out? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I know the co-op didn't start until Chaos Theory. Maybe it was Chaos Theory then. But yeah, that was a... I didn't like Pandora Tomorrow either. Well, yeah, that one was pretty forgettable. Yeah. I haven't played any Splinter Cell games, so... (laughs) (laughs) I am kind of hoping that they uh, announce something for a new Ghost Recon game. So I really enjoyed Wildlands. The last one, that, the last Ubisoft Tom Clancy game that came out was Ghost Recon Wildlands. Well, that was like two years ago now. Yeah. So they'll probably hit up Splinter Cell, then go back to Rainbow Six with the Division thrown in there. Yeah. I don't expect a Ghost Recon game. They're, with it's the game, kind of like, like my outside hope. Oh, okay. Yeah. They might announce an, an expansion to, to it. But, yeah. I mean, two years later would be a little late, but yeah. I mean, with They've Destiny had, 2 looking like yeah. it's going to be a 10-year-long game. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Well, they say that, but yeah, wasn't the original happen. Destiny was like two years or something? Something like that, yeah. I know for me, uh, leaning back into Activision, like BlizzCon is a huge driver of hype for their franchises. Yeah. And tying back to what we said earlier about relying on the fan base, that's their lifeblood. And uh, for me personally, I get super hype for BlizzCon. Seeing all the new announcements for expansions to games I already love. Like that to me is really personal, and I really enjoy my time watching all the game developer announcements as well as the making behind yeah. all the games. I just thought of something. Remember when we were t- when you were talking about how you like having the personalities being the one introducing things oh, yeah. and seeing. And I was talking about like Twitch and YouTube and stuff. Wasn't it EA last year that tried to have actual YouTube and Twitch personalities? On at their presentation. Oh yeah, and it was a disaster. It was. It was terrible. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I want more of that, please. <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, they're first up to bat tomorrow, or uh, for us tomorrow. Yeah, that was horribly amazing. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I just remembered that. I think I blocked it from memory. I don't blame you. It was. It was a really bad show last year. Oh, goodness gracious. All they had was Battlefront 2, and of course they showed Anthem off, but there wasn't enough right, to go on. Right, I wonder if they'll show or say anything about a new Star Wars game. You know, it's very possible. Um, I wouldn't put it past them. I Since... It's been, what, two or three years since they've said they're working on, like, two or three games? Well, I mean, since 13.13 got canceled, Mm. and then the Visceral game got scrapped and is being redone, they may announce whatever that new version of the Visceral game might be. I would like to get some more Star Wars stuff besides Battlefront. I I would appreciate some Star Wars as well, but I think for that Visceral game that is being redone from the ground up... Mm They're probably going to wait till Anthem comes out and see how that does, and then make that Star Wars game using the Anthem engine, whatever version of the, the engine that they're okay. using for that. Frostbite, I believe, is the engine that they're using. Could be. I don't know. No. Don't quote me. Well, I know we can always look forward to more uh, EA Sports games. Woo! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always fun to watch. That's one thing I don't get is a yearly like football game. It's... I don't know. I don't understand That's how they make their money, I guess. Yeah. What changes so much every year that you have to buy it every year? I don't know. I'm a big fan of (laughs) WWE, but I only buy one of those games probably every five or six years. And that's just because they add a hell of a lot of mechanics. 
and gameplay modes to the game in mm-hmm. those five to six years. Yeah. I got 2K16, so we'll see where uh, 2K22 looks like. <laughs> Sweat's coming out of the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to say, every time they have their EA Sports segment, I just mute the TV and I just make something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Happens every year. I just, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I should have written down the the E3 schedule. That would have been a good idea. I have it. Do you? Yeah. Like printed? In my head. Oh, okay. Yeah, EA's first on Saturday. And then on Sunday, you have uh, Microsoft. Bethesda, right? Microsoft first. They're at like 10.30 in the morning. I didn't know we were going in order. <laughs> oh. It, Bethesda's like Sunday night. And then Devolver Digital after that. I'm curious what Devolver is going to do this year. Oh, their E3 conference that was hilarious. Was awesome. That was hilarious <laughs> last year. I need to watch that, apparently. Oh, you really do. It's hilarious. Like, it was, if you watched E3 in the past. It, it was just their way of making fun of E3, and it was fantastic, and they still announced new games. It was great. It was exactly... That press conference is to E3 what Devolver Digital published games are to video games. <laughs> it was the perfect analogy, and it was great. And I'm looking yeah. forward to what they're doing this year, whatever it is. It's going to be a good weekend for us. <laughs> well, with E3 coming up... For us and already passed for you. I'm excited-ish. As excited as I can be about it. Uh, next week I know we're going to talk about what happened at E3. What we are taking out of it. And it's kind of stupid to have predictions and stuff I think about it. Because most of what's going to be announced has already either been spoiled by like Walmart or Steam. or <laughs> A lot of it's already out there. So I mean, IGN yeah. today already had a bunch of announcements. Yeah. So. yeah. so we'll be talking more about that next week. And I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting and fast-forwarding through most of E3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good E3. Uh, lots of cool games are going to be showing off for the first time. Me, personally, Death Stranding is, like, the top of my list. I have to see gameplay. I'm, I'm super curious about that yeah. game. Whether or not I end up ever buying it, I am so interested in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to see what it is. How about you, Robert? You got anything you're dying to see? Well, I'll jump on the Death Stranding pl- uh, train, too. I was going to say plane. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know why. I'm on the Death Stranding plane. <laughs> uh, I really am interested to actually, yeah, see more about it. Um, all the Sony stuff, I'm excited to see. I am excited, or I'm hoping that Sony unveils the Spider-Man PS4 that was rumored to be leaked like a month or so back. That thing looks pretty cool. It, it looks cool. and If it's true. If it is, I hope they announce it and then I'll pre-order that so I can get that in September. But uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm just going to, whatever comes my way. There you go. Yeah. Well, I teased it a little bit last week, but there is something else that I want to do on this show from time to time and it's a way for us to get some more content on our YouTube channel that is actually going to have video attached to it is not going to be an audio only thing. Um, I, I want to end up getting gameplay videos of us, whether it's me or all three of us or either of you, then our impressions of games, old, new, etc., etc. And the way that I thought of at least deciding what the first one is going to be is Robert and Kyle will decide, <laughs> but it will be based on a trivia game. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. Video game trivia. This sounds fun. And I didn't get as good of questions. I think a lot of these are softball questions. Okay. I, I know I knew all the answers to all of them. Besides the p- potential tiebreaker question, that one I had to look up. It's a good thing we're sitting on the same side on the table. Did you bring buzzers? <laughs> you guys will have three separate questions. Okay. They'll oh. be they'll be different. First question okay. for each is worth one point. Okay. Second question is two points. Third question is three points. Okay. And you guys will have separate questions. Okay. If you guys end up having a tie, there is one tiebreaker question. That'll be whoever gets the closest to the correct answer. Okay. That's on. So, I didn't decide who was going to go first, but let's go with the youngest. We're going to go with Robert going first. Woo-hoo. Are you going to do, like, one question back and forth? Yes. Never been okay. on a game show before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert. For <clears throat> one point, <clears throat> the category is what's in a name. Oh. I was going to have multiple categories, and you guys were going to... It's going to be kind of like Jeopardy, but you wouldn't have to answer with a question. You could have answered with an answer instead. Okay. But I only came up with enough for one full section one category so <laughs> what's in a name for one point okay robert what is the name of the wookie companion in star wars knights of the old republic oh man do i know this one uh, that's a uh, good one <laughs> this one should have been the three-pointer uh, now that i'm okay. seeing your reactions to it oh man it was the first question that came to my mind and i knew the answer off the top um, of my head for some reason i do know this i just gotta remember <laughs> i mean that's close that was actually a pretty good impression. I'll give you half a point for that if you want it. <laughs> sure, I'll take it. Because I don't know. Uh, Can I try and guess the correct Does it start with an L? It does not start with an L. T. It's a Z, isn't it? Damn it. I, yeah, Do you I want to pass? Know. I can pass? You, you can pass it to Kyle and then... I didn't think of this <laughs> if you don't answer the question. Oh, it's... If the other person answers it, it's worth half a point, I'll say. And you didn't get half a point for that. I'm making these rules up on the fly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you pass? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know the answer, but I'm going to guess. It's going to be wrong. Okay. Zanzibar. That is actually fairly close. I know it's wrong. The correct answer is Zalbar. Zalbar. Oh. <laughs> I had two syllables. Familiar. <laughs> now I'm going to feel like a complete... Zalbar. I-, I guess I won't feel like a complete ass if Kyle can get this next one, because... <laughs> I thought they were both of the same level. Apparently, that one was a lot harder. I apologize. That was pretty hard for Robert, I think. Yeah. All right, Kyle, for one point, what is the name of the main playable character in Bioshock Infinite? Booker. Full name. Sorry. Oh. Booker DeWitt. All right, so one to Kyle. Robert, <laughs> for two points. Okay. What is the name of Gearbox's 2016 character-based first-person shooter? <laughs> <laughs> I that question was set aside for Kyle, but I had to ask you. Damn it! <laughs> I said this earlier too. Yeah, it was spoken of. The only thing I can think from them recently is um, Borderlands. Oh. For I'll still give it for one half of one point, even though this is worth one point. Kyle, if you'd like to steal, you'll get a half a point. Battleborn. Point five. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo! I'm sorry, Robert. I'm sorry. All right. Kyle, All right. for yes. two points. Okay. What is the name of the action RPG designed by R.A. Salvatore, developed by 38 Studios, published by EA? What? Developed by 38 Studios and Big Huge Games. 
And I'll give you a hint. It was in 2012. R.A. Salvatore? Yeah. 38 Studios? 38 Studios, Big Huge Games, published by EA. It was on the Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. Oh, man. I know he's a fantasy author. I, I don't know. I don't have a clue. I'll pass. For one half of a point, Robert. Neverwinter Nights? The correct answer is Kingdoms of Amalur. Uh, oh, right. What's I, Neverwinter Nights? Neverwinter Nights my is head. from Bioware. Okay. Yeah. That was a good question. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> but, yeah, I never played that one. It's on my Steam catalog, though. <laughs> I tried it. It sucked. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. All right. Good question. I liked it. Gotta final give me Xbox questions. <laughs> final question for Robert. For three, three points. points. Which biblical character do you play as in the original Darksiders game? Oh. Oh, which one is he? That's a really good question. It is. And, it, <laughs> and there's four choices. It took me a while to figure it out. I know it's between two, but I can't remember who is in the first and who is the second. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> I know. Go with your gut. What would they? Okay. What would they want to have as the main character of the first game if they didn't know there was going to be a sequel? That's the way I would look at it. War. Correct. <gasps> yes, you got it. <laughs> Good job. I was almost going to go with death. That's yeah, the one. That's the one. That's Dark Siders too. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Siders three. I'm actually Ooh. anticipating. I'm. I really? didn't play much Ooh. of the first one. I didn't play any of the second one. Good job with that. Thank Robert. you. Yeah. <laughs> I've only Sweating played the bullets first over one. here. I am. <laughs> and now I, I feel bad because <laughs> I know Kyle can get this last one pretty uh, easily. I, I'm thinking, but I knew he would have gotten that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle for three points. Kyle's gonna get any question. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get the last one. This is kind of a gauge for me, too, because I, I know how hard I need to make them yeah. and if I can tailor questions to one person Just or another. Just ask me questions about sports games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not, not to do with sports games, though. Okay. <laughs> for three points, Kyle. Yeah. In Dragon Age Origins, the main character joins a group of warriors and defenders of the realm called what? Oh, man. That's a good one. Uh, shoot. Just their group name, like yeah. as a as a party. Yes, not not the oh, yeah. It's it's the group of people that have defended the realm from the. From you don't mean like the main character? What he joins? Yes. Oh, okay. I know it's Gray something. I'm really close. I just can't remember the last part of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is it. fun. I'm Grey... enjoying this. I'm enjoying this so much. I know this. I just can't seem to remember it. See, I'm terrible at trivia when I'm put on the spot. Yeah. So I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> with this. Pushing my buttons. Hey, you got the answers it, over there. It's worth the stress. But I knew the answers oh, to all these man. questions. So yeah. That's why I was able to come up with them. What is it? If you guys came up with questions, I wouldn't be able to answer them. <laughs> just ask you all. Hey, hey, Do I get half a point for saying gray? <laughs> Judges? <laughs> No, you don't. Oh, sorry, not it's out of my hands. Oh shoot! It wouldn't matter. You're at one and a half points, and he's at three. So you either get it or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and you said I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
we could do. <laughs> I do like stealing for half of a point. I like that. <laughs> I'm really trying, but man, I just can't seem to come up with it. Is that a pass? It's a pass. Grey Wardens? Yes. Oh, damn it. That's it. I knew that and I've never played the game. Do you guys want to try the tiebreaker? It will be worth zero points. Or I can say I could keep it in my back pocket for another day. But no, it's it's all right. It's all right. You can come up with more tiebreakers. Whoever gets closest will have a little bit of bragging rights. If I get this right, do we go to another tiebreaker? (laughs) 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 We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. (laughs) Okay. All right. The tiebreaker question, which doesn't mean anything because Robert won. In what year was legendary game designer Shigeru Miyamoto born? Oh, that's impossible. Nineteen fifty six. And what do you say? Nineteen fifty-nine? Robert was four off. Nineteen fifty-two. Oh, damn. That was Yeah, hey, he's old. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting up there. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Robert. You won. Good job. <laughs> It was looking rough there for a minute. <laughs> so out of my Steam backlog, I chose five games that I think would be easy to, for me to install, to record a video on, etc., etc. And I think I know which one you're going to pick out of these five. But I'm going to give them to you anyway. Okay. Your choices. Cook Serve Delicious 2. Saints Row 4. The Banner Saga. Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. And the one I think you're going to pick... Oddworld, new and tasty. I would say you picked the Assassin's Creed game, but... That's because Robert and I were talking about Oddworld, new and tasty like a week ago. Oh, I see. Well, specifically, I was talking about Oddworld, Stranger's Wrath. Oh, I thought you were talking about new and tasty. No, oh, Stranger's I don't know if I have that one. And actually, I'm going to go with something neither of you expect. Banner Saga. Nice. That was the one I least expected anyone to pick. Because I, I remember hearing a lot about it... Um, when it came out, because I remember the whole thing with, I think, Candy Crush Saga. And they were, like, having a feud with them. Because of the word saga? Yeah. <laughs> and so that put it on my radar, and I started reading about it. Gotcha. And the art style is like, oh, that looks really cool. So The art style is really cool. Yeah. And it's, it's a turn-based... Well, you'll see a video on it at some point. I'm excited to now. But yeah, I did play it for a little bit, but now I'm excited <laughs> to play it again. Nice. And, yeah, so look for a video on that coming soon to our YouTube channel. Uh, God, I want more trivia now. <laughs> I, it gets in your blood. I'm going to try to think of something every week now. It's it's, it's not uh, enough just to more. have. One more. I can't just come up with something off you the can. cuff like that. You, you can. <laughs> hold, hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to have a lot more to edit now. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you got the whole weekend. Yes. When EA Sports is on, just edit. Okay. In... Classic first-person shooter, Doom 2. What is the name of the weapon that can destroy... The best weapon in the game that can destroy anything on screen in one shot? I'll let Robert go first. BFG? And Kyle? BFG. 9,000. There you go! (laughs) Correct answer is the BFG 9,000. (laughs) 9,000. Thank you. I was going to be offended if you just left it at BFG. (laughs) I haven't played him, so... I've only heard the gun from, yeah. And that was going to be a question that I asked for another category, but that was a lot of fun. If you guys enjoyed it, I know Robert Kyle did. I know I did. If you did, just 
like the video, share the video, like the podcast audio, share the audio. Like us. <laughs> Just like a love me like I love you. <laughs> if you feel like leaving a comment on E3, what you're personally looking forward to, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Pushing Buttons P. Yeah. Send us an email. Uh, look us up on our website, PushingButtonsPodcast.com. Comment on the YouTube videos as well. Yes, please do that. Because at this point, we can almost guarantee that as of this recording, we can respond to any (laughs) (laughs) any of your comments that you'd like us to. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed us. Uh, Look us up on the social medias and on our website, and we'll see you around next week. Thanks for having me back, guys. It's good having you back on Solid Ground. (laughs) Good to have you back, (laughs) All right, until next time, love you.